Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Class 1A podcast. Today, we are going to be answering the age-old question that I think we've always kind of debated through all the episodes since we ever started. Is Deku a good main character? Before we do dive into any of that, if you guys are looking for more My Hero Academia content, we do the manga recaps for Vigilantes and the main series, a bunch of other lore videos, recaps, and more over on YouTube.com slash Class 1A. So make sure to go check that out as well. And you can see most of our Saturday recordings over on the podcasting platforms as well. Find those on any globally Spotify, iTunes, I guess Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen, they are going to be there well. Dylan, I mean, James, I apologize, is now back kind of on deployment with his kind of military position. So he is going to kind of be spotty over the next couple of months again, kind of like how it was for a majority of last year. But hopefully we'll have him here and there. But you'll be back with the main degenerate duo of me and Dylan for then. And don't worry, we will still be supplying the content. So Dylan, I normally I'd ask how you're doing. I don't care. I want to know to you, before we dive into this, what makes a good anime main character to you? So this isn't like a comprehensive list of like, you need to have every single one of these points. Um, These are just some of the There's always exceptions to rules. Yeah. Um, Here are some of the things I do like to see, though. I like to see power growth. Um, I love the arc of starting off like not knowing something and slowly getting stronger over time. Um, I love to see that progression. There's always stakes. There's always some place new to go. I like characters who are smart, who think through things a lot. Um, you know, the idea of just like battle after battle after battle that is exactly the same, that's just power against power. I'm not super, super into that. So I like characters that are smart and think their way out of situations a lot. Uh, I like to see the dynamics between characters. I think if it was like a show of like one person versus a bunch of villains and you don't get to see any other side characters of the dynamics there, I'm not super into that. And I think that's because I like to see um, my favorite thing about My Hero is like the push and pull of what they do, of where they go serious, funny, serious, funny. And mm-hmm. I like my characters to reflect that a lot uh, because I want to be able to laugh with the character because they're like clever or they're funny. Um, but I also like when it swaps over and it's like, oh, this person's a badass. I want to get into this fight with them. Um, so if they can like make me laugh and also think that they're like the strongest, scariest character in existence, I love that. This is why I love Goku so much. Um, but those are like some of the things I like to see in characters. Like I said, some of them are like kind of contradictory. Like you can't have all of them obviously at once, but those are some of the things that I like. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I think that's, that's a pretty good list. And a lot of those are kind of coverage. So I don't know how much you want to dive into some of those, but I mean, for me, I like a character. Obviously this could be an exception with like a character like Naruto, but I love some that really sticks to their origin. So they don't change like once they get the powers and they just do a 180 kind of one. I think Saitama like, was a great example of this. He's still the same person before and after he got his powers. So an example kind of like that, where they stick to the origins to, I really do think they can't be dicks to friends. Again, I can have I come up with an exception. I've one. Aaron Yeager. I think it is an exceptional main character right now, but He's kind of a dick sometimes, but I think for the most part, I love having that group dynamic. I think that would add so much to a lot of anime. So if that wasn't there, I think that takes away from a series. But I think those are probably two of the biggest ones. Obviously, making sure emotional moments can hit so that when something good happens, I feel like, oh, no, that's awesome for the character. Something bad happens. I'm laughing along. Finding a way that at least I could get someone emotionally invested on them, and I just don't care what happens to them. I think there's definitely been series where I watched them like, oh, like, you got shot. That's bad, but I don't really care that much, which isn't really a good thing. So I think those are kind of the core three. 
of course there's exceptions, but I think we line up a lot with a lot of what we believe in the main character. So I think the biggest thing we want to talk to is don't even said this kind of before. Depending a lot of there's a divisive on if people think Deku is a good character or not. I think a lot more divisive than pretty much any other ongoing shonen out there. I think Tanjiro, most people kind of like it. I think um, Saitama, I, I'm just trying to think of other shonens that are kind of going on right now. I guess Oruto might be the only other one that's divisive. That's for a whole different reason. But it, pretty much if you're very active online and reading all the comments, people are generally not a big fan of Deku. If you're just more casual watcher, people love Deku. So me and Dylan kind of want to go on the pro and con side. Not saying that we don't love the show, love the characters. I'm going to be on the pro side. Dylan knows a little bit more con side. And he leads a little bit more that way. So we're not here to shit on Deku or to be overpraise him. We're here to kind of give both the inputs of why people love and hate him and kind of some of our own opinions on it too. So just want to give that little bit of just before because we both have a podcast about my hero we obviously love deku and the show so do not take this the wrong way but dylan i want to know the first idea of why you think deku isn't a very good main character yeah so i think one of the things that people talk about a lot is he's just the chosen one and that is such like a boring trope and archetype right now of like it uh from from like a enjoyer of my hero i would have loved to see deku kind of like use his quirklessness in favor to become a really good hero uh because that's how he started out of like i don't have a quirk but i'm gonna be a hero like i'm gonna do everything i can and that first episode encapsulated it so well of like he didn't have any abilities but he still charged head first in there and it's like okay well now that you've proven your worth you're now the chosen one and you have the greatest uh quirk of all time um the, the fact that you don't have a quirk is not really going to come up and it's not important you're just the chosen one now. And I think yeah. that's like one of the things that people dislike the most is maybe for the chosen one um, like archetype, but like the the cascading reasons I think are, are what make him like maybe not the best character or a boring main character. Yeah, so that pretty much he only really struggles for about one episode. For the first episode is where he struggles with his quirklessness. And then after that, it really doesn't come up at all. I mean, it is that kind of issue goes away. That kind of character development we saw in the first one kind of goes away. And and this is something that I understand. But also Naruto, one of my other favorite same characters, has the same issue. That's another reason why he's divisive. Naruto always talks about how he is the kind of a self-made hero and all that kind of stuff. When really he is a descendant of a god has one of the like one of the tail creatures inside of him like he is the chosen one at the same point so it it kind of goes both ways of that too that i can see how that's kind of detracted but do we really think the first season of my hero would be as good if we had to deal with eight episodes of deku being quirkless and trying to overcome that is like i i understand that but i think the sense that Deku still kind of stays to his roots. He is still the awkward kid. He's still very analytical, kind of. That's something that I can almost see you being a counterpoint to it as well, that he tries to be analytical still. Like, he's still Deku deep down. It's not like he had that old full 180 character that he's still trying to grow up, but he is the chosen one. But I kind of love that anime. I, I don't I don't mind that kind of power-up level system. I, I Yeah, I love all that kind of stuff. And, and I would say it's not even eight episodes of us dealing with him being quirkless i think it's just a different show altogether like yeah. if you if you change that aspect of it it just changes around changes around like what my hero looks like i wouldn't be surprised actually if there was a spinoff that felt more like that like not deku in the spinoff but more of like 
they take a character who is kind of similar and they explore like what does it mean to be a hero without a quirk um i yeah. i definitely wouldn't be shocked if we we saw that soon i mean we see a ton of fanfics like that anyway so i was about to say we've done the fanfics but like i think reading through the fanfics i think they're all great but i don't think there's been anything that even some of the most popular ones that i'm like yes this would have made a better first season than the current first season so i i just love the idea that and yes he is the chosen one but it's not like it's is an easy path i mean he still doesn't have control over it so yes he is chosen yes we know eventually he's going to be the strongest hero ever it pretty much says that in the opening like we know what the end goal is but it's not like he's a full 180 chosen one i think pretty much the first couple seasons he's weaker than most of his classmates i think even now in season five or what six we just five we just finished i would still say he's on par with a couple of like todoroki bakugo like he is the chosen one but he's not that much stronger than everyone else in the anime right now so i get that it's a chosen one but it doesn't feel like he is all might with a bunch of high schoolers right now he still feels like the same level as everyone else. Oh, okay, well, I think that's a, a separate problem because, like, the power level of Class One A is like way higher. That's true. They, they, they're they're like top top ranked superheroes. Like, super that's true. Guys. We do know that three or four of them are going to be in the top ten of the pro heroes in about three years. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I I, I think that's like uh not not is quite accurate. But I actually do have a good side of this though. Why? Right. Um, because even though he is like the chosen one, he actually does have a lot of growth. And I think people don't notice the growth because they think, oh, Deku just getting more and more power, more and more power. But the, his actual growth arc is around what it means to be a hero um, because it all centers around that first episode of where he just jumps in, right? That's actually stupid. That's a bad thing for a hero to do um, because he, he doesn't have powers. Like he literally could not have done anything really there except buy time. Uh, and so Deku has this like self-sacrifice complex and uh, without going into spoilers of the manga, we see this kind of culminate in like the uh, I'll, I'll leave it ambiguous and just say dark Deku arc um, of where we see that self-sacrifice and he actually gets brought out of it. And that is his growth arc is understanding that like a hero isn't just someone who dives in for no reason. It, it, it like you can't just self-sacrifice. Sometimes being a hero is like taking care of yourself and doing what's best for you so that you can still be a hero. And I think that is like the cool growth arc that he experiences. Yeah. And that was kind of going to be one of my pros first pros is that he does feel somewhat relatable as relatable as the chosen one in anime can kind of be, but he, there's a lot of moments of where like, Oh, he struggles to talk to Uraka one of the first times. I think he struggles feeling like he's accepted by his classmates sometimes struggling with the weight of this newfound power on him and keeping up with school and stressing about that. Like I do feel like there are a lot of moments in there. Well, maybe not everyone can relate, but there are moments where he tries to relate to the audience and I don't think all of them hit, but a good amount of them do. I don't feel like that's something you kind of really feel like, I mean, using Naruto again, one another long series, another great shonen where it's kind of a similar main character. He kind of felt like he was an orphan outsider growing on. And then all of a sudden he became super powerful. Like, I don't feel like there's as many one he's chasing after his best friend that absolutely hates him. Like there doesn't feel like there's as many kind of connection points in Naruto as there are in my hero. Maybe that's because of more of a school kind of setting versus a ninja, ninja village. But it does feel like they do a good job making Deku have a bunch of different points where he connect. He basically has a single mother because we haven't seen his dad in a couple <laughs> years. So, I mean, there's a lot of points where he feels relatable that it's something that someone could be feeling the same way. So I do love that about him. Again, I'm kind of past that point where a lot of the things don't relate to me. 
but I still kind of feel a little bit of that emotion. There's little things that get pulled on, and it doesn't feel like there's a complete disconnect in emotional level, which is something that's really big for me. Mm-hmm. I think like another really good part about Deku is that he's just a good comedy vessel. Yeah. Like, I, like some of the stuff he does is funny, but the way he plays off of the entire cast is just so good. Like his interactions with Uraka and Ida and Bakugo and All Might all are all completely different, but they are all really good dynamic sets. That's like really funny at times, like like actually like hilarious. Yeah, man, I guess we can kind of switch back and forth on like kind of the pros and cons because something I brought up earlier too, we were just talking through is Deku a good character. We don't have to think too much of the structure, but the one thing that's always bothered me, I think we brought it up a couple times, is in Deku has probably an entire bookshelf full of these notebooks going over analytics and like kind of really understanding how heroes are, all the fanfics are like, oh, Deku would go be like this super smart analyst and all that. Once he gets all for one, there are a couple of moments of where he does do a little bit of analysis. Otherwise, it is just throwing a bigger, harder punch in 99% of the situations he gets to. Like saving Bakugo from all for one is one of the situations where he does use some of his kind of analysis of how to use the corks around him. But otherwise, against muscular, against pretty much every other fight, it's I need to hit this guy harder than he hits me. Otherwise, I'm going to lose the fight, which does kind of fall away from his roots a little bit of like, I really think like every single fight he gets into, we should see like an internal monologue or even like mock fights of like, oh, if I do this, this, and this, this happens, I end up losing. And I do that. Like, I wouldn't even kind of mind like those internal flashbacks of like a couple different fight scenes going out of him going through it in his head and kind of figuring out what right the right path is. Instead, it's like, shit, I'm in a corner. Let's go from Detroit smash to Delaware smash to United States smash and just keep kind of going up until eventually he doesn't have anything else and then he has to finally think. So I think that's kind of the one thing that I would have loved to see him be that analytical through and through. And it doesn't have to be in every single fight because some don't make sense, but it doesn't feel like it's ever really utilized anymore. And it's something I really miss. Yeah. I mean, like the last time it really kind of showed its head was during, I think probably the night eye like intro of where like he jumps around like the room a whole bunch and then at the end he's like oh wow you actually calculated where the jump so you didn't jump on any of the all might stuff like i wanted more of that in there of like the stakes are like low but like it still shows that he's like really thinking about these things um yeah and like that was just such a small interaction but it like it it told an entire story about deku in in like a five minute scene and i wanted more of that for sure yeah, because that maybe a little bit like in the licensing arc, probably a couple of moments there that I can't think of. Um, I don't even feel like he did that much there. And because, yeah, I don't think putting Erion as a backpack and going 100% counts as tactical thinking. That's just mm-hmm. taking advantage of a situation. So that's something that I wish could be incorporated more in the series. And maybe as it goes on, um, we'll see more of it. But I guess we only have so many chapters left now that we kind of have it. For a lot of people that don't know, there's only about a year left of manga chapters. So we're assuming. Two or three seasons left total of the anime, you'd say? Yeah, I would say two or three for sure. But, um, so, but like on. one one like good thing I I think that Deku shows, but is definitely a trend in Shonen now, um, which is a good trend. I want to say it's definitely a good trend. Is that he shows his emotions? Mm-hmm. Like Deku just sometimes cries, um, like Tanjiro, and like I think that's a good thing, and it's it's showing like a cool new trend of like. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna feel some feels during this uh, hero's journey. Like let let them out. Like let let the people see it. Um, and I think that's really cool because Deku's not this like edgy brooding guy, right? He's not gonna just like walk off into the dark 
uh, like looking mysterious, he's just going to start crying and ask for his friends, which he's he's in high school. Like, yeah, of course he's going to do that. Um, it's it, it, I think it drives home the point of like making him feel relatable because it kind of grounds it in reality uh, that way. And I, I, I like that. And it, it's definitely a trend in Shonen right now. And I, I like it. I, I hope we don't move away from that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's something that I love and kind of goes back to some of the relatable moments there. So I, I think it is there. I think Tenji was actually a really good call out there too. That I said those are both very similar in that kind of way. Um, but kind of going on with kind of thinking of versus Tanjiro, and it may not be a great point against him, but just kind of in general, is it doesn't just feel like Deku ever gets a free power up. Like nothing he gets ever is just given to him. It's always kind of earned besides the initial power up. Obviously he gets all for one, but from that, it does feel like he has to struggle to kind of level up. He has to go through the whole process of controlling speed, going after the um, whatever little fish pastries are like, he has to really struggle to get that level up. Even when he got black whipped that season, he has to really kind of struggle to uncontrol and he still doesn't have control of it. Um, Sure, the kicking scene is kind of a joke and kind of a meme a lot where we realize that he had legs too, but we learned that eventually he can't punch anymore. Like, he doesn't just get to get stronger for free. He does have to come over these little air, uh, these little uh, roadblocks. And even with the air blast, we see him training with All Might. He's not picking up on it right away. So there are situations of where he doesn't just instantly, Naruto, for example, get Shadow Clone Jutsu and be able to use that forever, which is incredibly overpowered. Like, he has to kind of keep going through roadblocks to get stronger. So it's not a hyperbolic time chamber or whatever the hell it's called, where I think yep. they just go into it and they just go up a thousand power levels. Like, that's okay, not how okay. it is. L- l- listen, first of all, Time I, is have no idea. I have no idea what that actually is. Right, I just know some we'll people go to train. Detour. Let's take a quick detour. Hyperbolic time chamber is what it says of where you get into this chamber and it slows down time. And while you're in there, you can change things like gravity. So that way you turn gravity all the way up. You slow down time. And so you could train for a really long time. But when you come out, it's only been a short time. That's how they get stronger. Anyways. Um, I want to talk about one more uh, bad thing about Deku. And then you finish us off with a good one. Um, but I think what makes him a bad character is that he has no capacity for evil. And why I don't Mm. think that's like really good is because in this society, it really does feel like it's just good versus evil, which is fine for some stories, but like there is like so much cool depth in my hero that Horikoshi writes about society and the way hero society is. And he even kind of like strings along this theme of like hero society might not be a good thing. I want to see Deku dabble with the villains. And what I mean by that is like the overhaul arc could have been really cool if like overhaul and Deku were talking and overhaul was giving his like thoughts about like how, how quirks are a scourge on society and they need to be cleansed. And Deku has this like kind of struggle of where he's seeing all the ramifications of quirks around him. Maybe he's seeing people like eerie of who is like disintegrating um, other people with her quirk because it's out of control. And he has some sympathy there and he's like, wait a second, he, he overhauls a bad guy, but like clearly something he's saying, there's like truth to it. And like that internal like fighting between like a, a villain is saying something that is true, but he's a villain. Like, like in, in having that yeah. internal conflict could have been so, so cool. And I don't think we're ever going to get it in the series, which is a shame because like Horikoshi paints around that theme all the time. And it's like ripe to just do something in that space. Yeah. And I think, so Deku does definitely try to relate to villains. He wants to, but he doesn't try to relate to understand their feelings. He tries to do whatever it takes to bring them back to good. 
which is what I see what you kind of mean. That I think that's actually a really good point. And that, yeah, there is zero connection. I think Bakugo is kind of the character that kind of does that because he really is the 1B main character. Um, He pretty much does get just as much uh, kind of limelight as Deku does in a lot of situations. So I think that's kind of where they come up for that. But I agree. Um, you always kind of see the memes of like Thanos did nothing wrong, like people agreeing with Thanos. Like there aren't any moments like that for Deku in the series. And I think that would have added on. I don't know if overall would have been the best, but maybe him and Shigaraki having more of an understanding and he maybe kind of has second guesses some of like uh, the fighting Shigaraki sometimes. Like, hey, actually, or uh, yeah, I, I, I do think that's a really good point. But I think that's kind of part of just how the world is that there really isn't any villain betrayals. I mean, we kind of see Hawks working with the league of villains right now, but we kind of think he's good. At least we've seen the one roly guy that kind of showed the villains into the village. Uh, that was a pro hero. I mean, outside of that, it is pretty much a, uh, good and evil kind of society, which I think that's just kind of how the world's built up. So I'm used to it at that point, but I do get how that could add more dimension to Deku, but it almost would be weird to kind of incorporate it now. So I think they'll stick without it, but I could see how that could add a lot to them. Mm. All right. Leave us off on a good one. One more good point for Deku. What do you got? I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think. I mean, I think we just had a kind of conversation going back and forth. I probably should have had a whole list going because I okay, love Deku. I, I have one more. I have one more. All right. Um, and I think it kind of like, I don't want to say explains away a lot of the bad, um, but he is supposed to be the ideal. Like when they when they paint like the theme of my hero is what does it mean to be a hero? And the answer is Deku, like act like Deku. And I think that is cool because like you have the main uh, the main character as the pillar of what society should be like. Um, We see a lot of problems in hero society, my hero. But the reason why is because they're not like Deku. If they were like Deku, things would be a lot better. And like, that's why he was made the way he was is because he's the ideal. He's what people should strive to be like. And I don't know, I think I think that is a cool way to set up the world and a main character. And I think because there is such a big ensemble cast for my hero, it works well. If it was just Deku just doing his own thing, it would suck. But the fact that you have other people to play off of that and to look towards Deku, I think makes it like a, a pretty good like story mechanic. Yeah, I, I I don't think I have much to add to that. I think that is kind of uh, a really good point. And I think it would the world would be better if you more like Deku, but I think some ways it'd be a little bit worse <laughs> if everyone was anxious and crying all the time. But I, I'm sure he'll get past all that point. But I, I do get what it kind of means. So yeah, this is the true and Apatone, and it kind of counters the there's no dark side to Deku, but that's just kind of how he's built and what it's kind of meant to be as a good thing, so I think, no matter what you think of Deku is, I think you can love him, I think you can hate him, I think you can just be kind of neutral on him but I think you can love the series regardless, I think the cast, the world, the uh, choreography, I think there's so much else there that even if your Deku isn't your favorite main character, he has some redeeming points probably for you. One of the things we talked through, probably you're going to love. One of the things we are, two of the things we talked through, probably going to irk you about him, but he's he does what he needs to do. He is more of a generic kind of main character vessel, moving the story forward that has really cool fight scenes, and I think with how good of the writing my hero is, that that is enough, even if you don't love him, and I think that's what makes him a good hero, and a good main character for My Hero Academia. You put him into a different show, probably wouldn't be, but he does exactly what he needs to for My Hero Academia, and he's obviously a big part of why the show is amazing. So, rather you love or hate him, but you're a fan of My Hero, you got to respect what he does for this series. Can we agree on that, at least? We can agree on that, but what's our verdict? I want I to mean, hear our verdicts. I think Deku is a good main character. Obviously, one of my 
favorite anime of all time and probably my second favorite character of the show Todoroki just for whatever reason hits me a little bit more but he is up there if I had to write a paper on Deku I would say he's a bad character but I like him I think he's a bad main character but I like him and I don't want anyone else in that seat for my hero. Yeah, if and I guess I, let's see if I'd be able to uh, kind of stand it up like in a paper or like kind of a debate format. But just from my heart, my initial reaction is I love the dude. He's weird. He's not the best, but I love the dude. But thank you all so much for listening. We'd love to hear your inputs. You have other points of why you think he's a good hero, of why I think he's a bad hero. Hit us on Twitter. Let us know in the comments down below. We're actually a couple followers away from getting out the community aspect. So maybe if we get a couple more followers, then I think we can start kind of doing posts and we'll ask the question there as well. So if you aren't subscribed yet, if you watch a couple of videos, if this is your first video, go and check that out. We'd love to kind of interact more with the audience. So once we do hit 500 followers, we're able to start doing those posts. So you can kind of even get even more chances to yell at us about how, yes, Deku's a good character. No, Deku's not a bad character. So go and check that out. Please subscribe to the channel if you did enjoy this video at all. It helps a ton and will make more videos in the future happen even faster so thank you all so much for watching we'd love to of course hear your thoughts in the comments down below and we will be back next saturday